This is episode 24, Building Your E-Course Audience with Facebook Marketing with Drew Eberlin. Hello, and welcome to the E-Course Domination Podcast, where we deep dive into all aspects of online course creation, from concept to marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Hello and welcome. It's Tim Cooper, back again with another discussion on online course creation and marketing. And today I'm talking with Drew Evelyn about Facebook advertising. You know, as instructors, it's important that we understand marketing and we understand how to get the most out of tools like Facebook to build our audience and to build our online teaching business. Now, recently we changed our format for our interviews and we are doing it on Blab. So we have a video interview option as well on, on the website. So you can watch a video replay of the interview. And I tell you what, I've been throwing a few technological curveballs this last week trying to get this interview with Drew underway. The first time we tried it, I was on my son's MacBook and it decided to have a hissy fit and, to- and a total meltdown. And, and we were about three quarters of the way through the interview and we had to abort and reschedule. And the, the other problem is that there were some construction workers who decided that at the time that we were going to start the interview was going to be a great time for them to start banging and clanging. So, so probably it was better that we rescheduled it for another time. You know, and then just when you think you've got things right and the interview's rescheduled and you've got your setup all happening and you've got your good quality mic plugged in and everything's all set to go, we had another curveball thrown at us at the beginning of this interview. And once again, for some unknown reason, the MacBook refused to play the game. It wouldn't let me connect. I couldn't use my good studio quality microphone. And just to get this interview done, I actually had to go onto my Android phone and and use Blab through the Chrome browser on my Android phone. So Unfortunately, I do apologize for my audio quality. It is not ideal and I hate putting out a low quality audio, but there was the only way that I could get this interview to you. And I can assure you, even though my audio may be low quality, the information contained in this interview is, is superb and you will get a lot out of it. So please forgive my audio. The other thing that I'd like to hear from you about is that we have changed the format of the podcast. And when we're doing interviews, because we're on Blab, people can actually come on and ask questions at the end. What I want to know from you is whether you want those questions at the end included in the podcast of the interview or whether you want a separate podcast, maybe a couple of days later, with just the questions that were asked at the end of the interview. So the question is, do you want it all lumped together and maybe sort of running over an hour, depending on how many questions come, and just have it all in the one episode? Or do you want the episode split into two, one episode with just the interview and another episode with the questions? Please let me know because I said I want to bring you the content you want. I don't want to be sending out a great big long hour and a half episode if you would just prefer to have the interview in one and then have a have another short episode later in the week just with the questions that came from that. Let me know. Ask Tim at ecoursedomination.com. Now as we say at the beginning of every show, I do want to be bringing you content that you want. So if you've got any questions, if there's anybody you want me to interview, if there's a topic you want to talk about, please let me know. 
Email me at asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com and I'll do my best to answer your questions. Also, if you believe you've got something to share, if you would like to come on to the show as a guest, once again, email me at asktim at ecoursedomination.com and I'd love to schedule you on to the show. Okay, so as I said, this interview is all about Facebook marketing and advertising, so let's get on with it. Everybody, this is Tim Cooper and Drew Evelyn, and we are here for another episode of the eCourse Domination podcast. As I said, I've got Drew here, and Drew is a social media marketer and an uh, Udemy instructor, and today he's going to be talking to you about how to use Facebook advertising and marketing to promote and sell your e-courses, your, your, your Udemy courses or whatever they may be. So welcome, Drew. And, uh, and could you just, be, now before we sort of get into the, you know, the interview, would you just give uh, everybody a, a little bit of background about yourself? Um, well, to, to start, uh, kind of give you a quick little synopsis of my journey to becoming an online instructor and Facebook ads aficionado. Uh, I, my background is actually in sports and athletics. Uh, so Tim, you and I have a little bit of stuff in common there. Uh, my bachelor's degree is in exercise science, but I got a master's in sports marketing I was in the United States Navy for six years, uh, so did the military thing for a while, then went back to school and got into endurance sports coaching. Uh, and in that realm, you pretty much have to market yourself to make money. Uh, it wasn't until I was doing that for about five or six years that uh, Facebook started exploding. Uh, so promoting myself via Facebook, even before advertising uh, and that sort of thing, then got into working for nonprofits and helping some adaptive sports organizations build in their social media profiles um, and presence on there, which led me to kind of really get engaged with the Facebook marketing aspect. And then that just kind of stumbled into the advertising side of things with Facebook ads, learning that platform for my own personal benefit. And here I am now, two years later from running Facebook ads. I've been doing Facebook marketing on and off for about five years now. And so late last year, I decided to make my own uh, course to put on Udemy. I've been a student on Udemy for about four or five years and up until last year, I had no idea how I could actually contribute and monetize my knowledge. And then it finally hit me. I know a decent amount of uh, information about Facebook ads that I think a lot of people could benefit from. And so now here I am blabbing with, uh, with you uh, about how to market on Facebook and hopefully increase your engagement and potentially run some effective ads. That's awesome, Drew. And, and and even in that introduction, you've you brought up some some very key and interesting points that could be an interview all on its own. It's saying like, you no, know, finding a topic that you can actually contribute to, like turn your experience into into money. Because quite frankly, when I was coming into, I've been I've been putting stuff up online for a number of years in the in the health in the in the natural health area. And when I was looking at, at doing courses, I was initially looking at, at doing that, but I'm not going to take up 
this time on the interview saying why I didn't go down that that line initially, just to say it was probably a controversial area. Mm-hmm. And even though I, I'm not a, a charlatan and I don't sell snake oils, it was still probably walking minefield. So I decided to go something a little bit uh, less controversial and, and went into this side of things like helping people. Okay, so mm-hmm. Facebook ads. Like, you can blow a lot of money if you don't know what you're doing. Probably not as yes. much money that you could blow on, on, on Google because you could you know, go and, and have to put your house on a mortgage. But um, the Facebook ads, I, I've, had a, I've had varying success with, with Facebook ads. I've, I've, I've been able to get engagement. I've, I've been able to get likes to my page. I've been able to get engagement to my post. Conversion-wise, like even at local business level and also for my online stuff, conversion-wise – it, it, it's yeah. now and and we're going to talk about that like how to target and and how to do this all right right but i think it's important that people sort of understand from the outset that that facebook is what they call intrusive marketing so that that people don't go onto facebook to specifically look for, for you or your product they go onto facebook to to see how many times somebody you know, cleaned their teeth or walked their cat or whatever else right. so then based on and as you're going to say facebook's knowledge of you then they're going. Then they're going, going to feed ads to you based on based on your interest. But but there's still like people aren't going to Facebook to look to buy. It's, it's not that right. market. Like like my, the uh, Google. If people don't jump on Google, they're looking for something. And, and if they're looking for a product, they're looking to buy. And they're in that buyer's mindset. So this is all about using strategy and make it enticing. And obviously, you're not going to turn around and say, look. You know, Buy my buy my course. Here's a link. You've got to you know you've got to build no start the relationship and everything else, don't you? So, what is the number one step when it comes to you know, building your your breadcrumb trail, so to speak, to course sales? All right. Well, the I I know in take number one of this uh, interview, I I had a different answer than what I'm going to give you right now. I kind of got it flip flop last time. So. Um, number one is get your own website, uh, your own domain. It doesn't have to be intricate. Um, someone like myself, I don't have an IT background, but I learned about WordPress about four or five years ago. And so just something as basic as even just a single landing page with a little about me section, a link to your social media profiles and an opt-in. Number one, get that done. Don't wait any longer. You can find all kinds of crazy coupon codes for joesmith.com. Joesmith.com is probably taken, so you might have to find something different. Um, But something along those lines, whether it's your brand name. uh, I actually own way too many domain names because I never know what path I want to go down. Uh, But get them for $10. You can get private registration, a URL, slap WordPress on there, Uh, go to my YouTube channel. I've got some basic little setting up uh, basic plugins. Get that done. Step number one, establish your online persona, whether it's using your name or a brand that you uh, want your audience to relate with. Perfect. Okay. And you can drop a link to your YouTube channel or how people can find you on YouTube just into that that chat bar. Excuse me. Yep. For future yeah. reference. Okay. So, that, so and that's a that's a fantastic. I can I can see where you're going with this now, and that's <laughs> that's gold. Okay. Step two. 
So step two is then, so obviously we're talking about Facebook marketing and Facebook advertising. If you don't have a Facebook page for your business, make one right now. And and I want to be very clear that you should make one, whether your business is your personal name or a different name, you need it to be separate from your personal Facebook page. Um, you know what? Your, your parents are going to like every post you make, but they're not going to buy your products. Uh, they might buy you dinner from time to time, but that's not going to pay the bills. So make a business page. Um, one reason you need it to interact with your potential audience too, if you do decide to run Facebook ads, you have to have a Facebook page to link it up to. Uh, unless you're just doing right-hand column ads, which is a whole nother uh, conversation. That's the only type of ad type that you don't need a business page attached to, but you're not going to be able to relate to your audience very, very well with just a right-hand column ad. So make a, a business page, get those links on that website, which was step number one, and just start adding some, what I call kind of ungated low-level content uh, with little tips and tricks, seven ways to do this, seven ways to take better pictures, the top 10 best WordPress plugins, uh, just stuff like that that you can share and start engaging an audience. Even though initially you probably won't have an audience, get some of that content on there. So when people do find you, they have something to kind of learn a little bit about you. That is fantastic because now we're talking about building relationship, which social media is all about, isn't it? Like social media isn't about smacking people in the face with your, mm. you know, with your posts and services and, and doing high pressure uh, sales and pitching all the time. I, I remember reading a, a book by Gary Vaynerchuk you know, saying, jab, 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 right hook, I think, I think is right. the name of this. So, so give value, give value, give value, give an offer, give value, give value, give value, give an offer. And it, and, and it maybe doesn't have to be sort of, as as stringent as that, but the, but the point is, is that we know that people buy from those they they know, like and trust. So before they get to know, like and trust you, they've got to get to know, like and trust you. And so this right. is where we do it on social media. And the other thing that we talk about when we look at email campaigns is that how many times you you actually got to touch a prospect before they buy. And sometimes they can be up to you know twelve times or even. More. Sometimes you're lucky. Sometimes the average is seven. Already heard about you, right? The average is about seven. Seven times somebody viewing something before they'll actually take action on it. Mm. So this is so this isn't the you know, know the important side. And as as our good friend Mark Timberlake says, social media is not the platform to initiate a sale. Social media is the platform to create value, build relationships, and then just sprinkle some breadcrumbs back to your property, whether it be your website. A, a Udemy page, a used Fedora, mm -hmm. no, what, whatever you're promoting, you, you sprinkle your breadcrumbs back, but you are providing free contact, you're providing value, and you're building relationships on the social media platform. That's what that's all about. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, one thing I like to do um, whenever somebody, you know, kind of asks me, or I, I also help some small businesses with their Facebook marketing and advertising. And my very first ad I like people to run is almost like an about me ad. You know, you're, you're introducing yourself and your brand to people that have never heard of you before. Um, 
you know, most people don't know who I am. If I ran my first ad to a landing page saying, Hey, opt in for this awesome ebook I have, you have no idea who I am, but I want your email address. So give it to me. Uh, my conversion rate is going to stink. My ad costs are going to be through the roof and it's just going to be a big flop. So you either do an about me post, uh, or my favorite ads to introduce uh, to a new audience are um, blog posts. So ungated content. So, you know, we're talking about Facebook marketing. I have some links I'm going to share. Uh, my latest blog post, A Beginner's Guide to Facebook Marketing. I have an ad going to an audience right now with that one. Sure, I have opt-in forms on my site. But that's not the main goal. The main goal is to position myself as somebody that knows a lot about Facebook marketing to this audience. So then down the road, I will then, you know, pitch them an opt-in or a webinar or whatever it may be, or or my Facebook ads course if they, you know, decide they want to learn it for themselves rather than have me teach it to them. So there's really steps to it and it all goes back to one, knowing what you're trying to accomplish and then developing some sort of funnel for that. So your blog post or about me ad would be step one in that funnel. Step two would be potentially uh, sending a a lead magnet type offer, some freebie offer or, or low priced offer to your warmer audience. And then from there, you can start moving them down that funnel to then ask for bigger and better things. So it's, it's all a process. And if people kind of go at it the right way, they'll get a lot more bang for their buck, so to speak. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I like the way you talk about the soft opt-in because that's the way that, that my website is set up too. And if, and if somebody, cause I, I don't want to start typing on my phone cause it's going to go all jiggly and people get a headache and probably vertigo and whatever else. <laughs> if somebody just type into the chat bar, um, my ecoursedomination.com website, that is once again full of free information and there's no opt-in required. All that information is readily available. You, you, know, you just pop on there, you have a look and it's got access to all the past uh, podcast episodes with all the show notes, all the resources, everything is there for the taking. But there is, as, as Drew says, there, there are also different various opt-ins but you know, for different things on that page and they're, and they're sitting there and if people want to use them, they can, but they're under no obligation. There's no, there's, there's no pressure and, and they shouldn't feel like they're being pitched to. If they're just there to say, if you want more information, go here. Okay. So let's go to, uh, what, what, what are we up to? Step. Uh, well, I, I probably three. covered step three and four in that. So step two was making your business page. Step three so we're taking it from you have zero audience would be introducing yourself to yep. the new audience. Uh, we'll call it maybe step 3A or step 3B. If you have an audience or a list already, there are ways that you can actually import your email list into a Facebook custom audience, which another link I'm going to throw in here is an article I did or five ways to set up Facebook custom audiences. So if you have an email list already, uh, not saying your job's easy, but it's easier than if you have zero um, emails or audience because you can kind of capture their attention. Now, therein lies 
the trick if you're on Udemy's platform, as most of us are or started out with, you probably don't have many of those people's emails because getting them off of Udemy onto your own platform is tricky. You have to be very creative. Uh, and I know there's been numerous blabs with uh, friends of ours that have talked about those. Uh, look up Mark Timberlake or Dennis Smith or any of those guys uh, on a weekly basis talking about how to uh, capture your audience off of Udemy. But and you've also uh, got to play within the rules because Udemy, you know, they if you don't do it, play by their rules and do it their way, you're going to end up in, in, in lots of strife. It's just before we go too much further, Drew, I can't see the comments because I'm on this phone <clears throat> and so I can't see too much going on. Is there anything, has anybody put anything in there that we need to address at, at this point before we go too much further? Not the... Uh... Evangelos, if you can hear me, I know you put a, a Aweber link in there, but that just went to the sign-in page. So I wasn't sure if you were trying to get feedback on an actual opt-in form or what it was. Uh, so maybe throw that back in the, the chat window and I'll take another look at it. That okay. was it. Cool. Okay. So let's, let's, let's keep on moving on because we're 15 minutes in. So let's go to step four. So step four, once you've kind of warmed up to your audience, now this is all assuming that they've been receptive to what you've been, you know, putting in front of them so far. Um, you'll be able to gauge that by looking at uh, your ads report. If you're getting clicks to your website, if you're getting email signups, even though that wasn't the end goal of, you know, step three, then you know you've hit your audience properly. Um and I'll just touch on it briefly. Targeting in Facebook is is very, very important. Uh, if, if I could do a screen share on here, I'd show you exactly where to do go. It's, uh, it's called Audience Insights. So if anybody has Facebook Ads Manager, go to the very top, click Tools. There'll be a drop down, click Audience Insights, and grab some coffee and be prepared to waste hours of time researching your target audience. So there's my my quick little little tip on that. Um, so it, it would be kind of uh, step forward, gauging your audience, split test in different messages, and then trying to get them to convert either on an opt-in or let's say you have multiple courses. Uh, let's say I have one course that's just beginner's guide to Facebook marketing for nobody that's ever you know, did any marketing on Facebook. They don't even have their business page set up. Possibly I set that up as a free course on Udemy or on my own platform. I engage with them. They get value from it. And then from there, I'm sending them offers and information. Hey, now that you've gone through my beginner's guide to Facebook marketing, do you want to learn how to effectively advertise on Facebook? And then I'm presenting that offer to an audience that I know is already receptive to what I have to my higher priced uh, Facebook ads course. And so any instructor out there, doesn't matter what industry you're in, I would have at least two or three tiers of your subject matter set up. One that's almost a lead magnet slash low priced offer tier maybe a mid-level, 
And then your last level could be potentially one-on-one coaching, consulting to where you're charging $300 a month or whatever your going rate is. Uh, That's how you're going to really make the most money from your expertise as opposed to hoping that you get nine, you know, nine bucks a student from a Udemy course. You're singing my song, Drew. You're singing my song. I'm going to be doing some, um, especially I, I said this, we're going to keep this on topic. So I've got, and it's my job to keep it on topic. So I'm going to keep myself under control, but um, I've actually got a list of topics here. And and one topic is, you know, put Udemy in its place inside your business. And mm-hmm. Udemy is, is, is very good um, as a, as a cog in the wheel, but it's not the wheel. And, and, and people have got to, it, it, it concerns me when I hear uh, instructors just saying that they're happy to take ten bucks for something that I think it's a mindset thing. And 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 one of the right. and I'll be doing a lot of podcasting and a lot of talking about mindset and and and, and like the hundred dollar bill and the and the, and the one dollar bill they look it's, it's printed on the same paper. It's used <laughs> the same ink. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I uh, one of the Facebook groups I'm in, somebody was asking about Udemy and they're like, you know what? I just found out about Udemy. I'm thinking about putting a course on there. You know, how should I go about it? That sort of thing. And my initial comment, I didn't go in any super detail. Uh, I basically just said it's a, it's a good platform, but I would not put my top level content on there. Uh, And that's, that's probably the biggest thing I could tell to any online instructor out there. Just like you said, it's a cog in the wheel but do not put your top level content on there because you're basically just then you're undervaluing your expertise. Exactly. Okay. Now so you can, you can blow a lot of money on, on, um, on Facebook ads, just talking about anywhere. And, 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 and the biggest way to, to blow money is not to target. So, so when you're setting up your, your, your ad and you, and you don't get your, your targeting, Specific, and this is the problem. Like in, in other areas, it's very easy. Like say in my, excuse me, in my in my clinic situation, it's very easy because I'm looking for people who are into sport, who are injured, who who are like all professional athletes who need to get back mm-hmm. into the game. So they're they're pretty easy to to find and, and target. If you if, if say if you're into if you're in the internet marketing space, whatever you can you can get some. Some some high rollers in that game, and and Facebook has, prob- has probably got categories there saying so. So you so you could target. So you could say if you like Ibn Pagan, then you'll love this, and you can actually sort of you know, just target people who like Ibn Pagan and sort of ride off his coattails, so to speak. Right. When it comes to my niche, when I'm looking for targeting for online instructors and helping online instructors, I find that a little bit difficult because I you know I look at I look at the you know, type in the big rollers like. Um, Alan Hill and the, you know, these guys who are earning serious money. Right. I'm, yes. I'm there. And then if I if I type in say Udemy, I pick up you know, three million people interested in that. But you no, know, ninety nine point five percent of those three million people are interested in Udemy courses. They're not interested in becoming an instructor. So then, once again, I've got no problems getting people to 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 follow. I've just got that problem. With the conversion side, so let's talk about some secrets on because because when you get your targeting perfect, this is where you can now get two and three cent leads, and because because now you are really pinpointing your you know who's seeing that ad. 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, the first thing I would suggest people do, uh, the last link I just put in the chat goes to a quick little uh, YouTube video I made that's called uh, Reverse Engineering the Facebook Ads You See in Your Own News Feed. Most of the time, us online instructor educators follow or are interested in similar things to what our topic is. So we're on a daily basis getting presented with ads, whether it's on our desktop or mobile, uh, that sort of thing. That video will show you exactly how to see, one, how you're being targeted. Two, it'll take you to a link where you can manage your ad preferences, which I suggest people do not opt out of any of those little buckets that Facebook has put them in because it really gives you a lot of information. So if you basically go to your manage ad preferences, it'll really open your eyes to kind of how powerful and creepy Facebook is. They're putting us all in buckets, um, not only based off of the pages we like or the searches we do uh, on Google and that sort of thing, but even how we interact with a post. You know, if we comment on a post, just um, use my own example. The other day, a friend of mine made a comment about um, a, a new drone camera that was coming out. And I'm kind of interested in that kind of stuff. So I commented on it and said, oh, that looks a lot like this one. Not even an hour later, I've got an ad in my newsfeed that SurveyMonkey is doing a giveaway for a free drone camera. Earlier that same day, I interacted on a post uh, talking about uh, surveys and SurveyMonkey. So Facebook lumps you up into these groups based on all kinds of things. It'll open your eyes when you get into audience insights. Um, but, you know, one thing I would suggest you to do, you know, because internet marketers and online educators are tough to really nail down and crack, would be find a sub niche of those that you know that audience um, is interested in or follows And that way, then you can just kind of drill down your targeting as opposed to just trying to find, I know what you mean about uh, Udemy. There is no, uh, I think the only Udemy targeting is Udemy for photographers. I believe there's a target group for that potentially, if if my memory uh, serves me correctly. So there's not very many interest for online educators or online course instructors, but if you do a little research, even if it's just going online, finding out different associations or websites that these people follow, um, you know, you might find out that a lot of online educators follow uh, Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn, which you can target on on Facebook. Uh, And then crafting your message in it, I would even put, are you an online educator? Are you looking to expand your reach You have a course on Blab and Periscope. Hey, online educators only, are you looking to expand your reach with Blab or Periscope? And then maybe point them to a blog post. Here I've got, you know, four quick steps to, you know, get started with Periscope, get started with Blab. And then from there, since they're warm, then maybe, you know, you pitch them on your your intro course. 
all right, you like that content. Now I have you in a custom audience. I can retarget you and say, hey, hopefully you like that blog post on, on Periscope or Blab. Here's my course for X amount of dollars. So that's kind of how you have to target it and and funnel it to really capture their attention. You have to you have to get creative. Yep. Awesome. And now as we're saying, like this is a this is a blab session. So people who are gonna be listening to my audio podcast from tomorrow, because this is gonna go live on my iTunes podcast from tomorrow. So it's, we ha- we are taking a different approach now to our interviews. We are doing them on Blab, so we have a video option as well. And it may sound a bit weird as I, as, I, as I introduce or as I welcome people along to the audience. And so we've, we're a little way in and, and people have come and gone, which is the, the way that Blab works. I just like to welcome the people who have, uh, have popped on and, uh, since we started and just invite them to uh, ask any questions in the question bar by just putting a slash Q and then your question. And if it's on topic, uh, Drew may answer it. The, the seat will be open and we'll open up for general discussion once the actual interview process is, is over. So once we've finished our, our, um, our interview, then we'll open up for, for general discussion. So stick around. And then also at the end, I'm sure Drew will drop a link so you can get a very, very valuable course for a, um, a very nice price. Okay. Sorry about that, Drew. I just wanted to sort of bring yeah, those. No, no worries. Okay. Now, True. So we've we've got our targeting and 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 all that sort of stuff. What's something? What probably some of the most? I don't want to sort of lead this this interview to a point where you're not getting some important information across as well. So let's just focus. What is some very important information that we've got our we've got our targeting set up? We've got our ads running. We are we are giving value. We are building a relationship. We are dropping breadcrumbs. No, we're not bashing people around their head saying. Mm-hmm. Buy my product, pitch, 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 you know, uh, right hook, right hook, right hook, right hook, until until people are, are seeing stars, right? So, and you're talking about um, re, re, retargeting, but mm-hmm. there's also pixels, aren't there? Right, yeah. Uh, uh, thanks for asking that. I, I knew I was going to open up a little can of worms whenever I said the R word. Um, but there are ways to retargeting. It goes back to what we said at the beginning that on average, people need to see something almost seven times before they're going to take action. So Facebook gives us these things called, uh, custom audience pixels and conversion tracking pixels that we can place on our websites, which if we recall was the number one thing to get set up. So now that you have a website, you're able to install these custom audience pixels, which uh, one of the links on there, uh, let's see, five ways to set up Facebook custom audiences. We'll show you the different ways that you can do that. And on my YouTube channel, I also have a link that shows how to install them on WordPress sites, which I need to update because uh, a couple things have changed, but most of the stuff's still relevant. So I'll throw that link in there as well. So, you know, step number, really step number one, before you even place your first ad should be getting those pixels installed because the whole point of placing the breadcrumbs, warming up your audience is so you can actually start building what we like to call an invisible list with those custom audience pixels. So it's all associated with 
uh, people's Facebook logins, IDs. You don't get access to any of that information, but Facebook tracks it and puts them in your own special little bucket of people that visited your website or a certain blog post, however you define the rules for it to track. And so from there, you're able to send other offers to literally just that custom audience. So if you want to, you know, send a, an opt-in offer or a low ticket priced uh, offer for your intro course, just to that custom audience, because they, you know, they're familiar with you, you have that ability. The other thing you can do with those custom audiences that are built from those tracking pixels, if you have enough of them, you can actually build uh, what they call a lookalike audience where Facebook will go out, their little uh, algorithm robots will scour Facebook for people similar to those that are already in your custom audience. It'll be a huge number. Typically, they'll go out and find like two, 2.1 million people, which obviously you don't want to target that many. But then you bring it down a notch by throwing in um, a broad interest. So let's just say for sake of argument, there's an interest out there called online educators, which there isn't, but I wish there was because it'd make our jobs a lot easier. Um, So you get that 2.1 million people, you throw in online educators, and now potentially that 2 million is only 350,000. So you have a much more targeted audience. Look like audiences, um, they're, they're kind of fickle. So I would always suggest testing like you do with any ad. I test them. I rarely get much good return for them, but I keep testing them because I, I want to know if it's going to work or not. Uh, and it's all about tweaking your message and your targeting with those. But it's another tool Facebook gives you to use. Now, the one caveat I always like to mention anytime you're adding tracking pixels on your website, follow Facebook's advertising guidelines to a T because if you don't, they will ban your account and there is no asking for forgiveness. Uh, Facebook is a one-way street. It's it's their way or no way. Uh, I am speaking from experience. And so follow their advertising guidelines. Make sure you have terms, privacy policy, contact links in your footer. My example, I was missed. I, this was early on in my Facebook ads uh, career a couple years ago. I didn't know you needed those type of links on every page you were driving ads to. And so on one page, I forgot to have those links. Two days later, my account's banned and I'm having to kind of start all over. So tracking pixels are step 1B. Reading Facebook advertising guidelines and follow the rules is step 1A. Awesome. Anything else? Uh, like, What about when, when we're talking about targeting, what is a good number to look at? Because obviously if we just type in, say, you to me, and it says, woohoo, like for... And also, what countries are best to target? I see a lot of people, they, they just seem to target like United States, United Kingdom, Canada, and Australia, I think are, are, the, are the four top ones that they right. market. Poor old New Zealand doesn't even get a look in. And there's other English-speaking countries that aren't even considered. So 
I know there, I know there is some strategy behind it because I see, like, if, I, if I'm studying internet marketing and, and, and the top internet marketers, when they're sending up their Facebook ads and they're, they're stepping you through, they're only ever hitting those those four. And now, say, then you're saying you want people with, you know, okay, now you want to you, you want to have some sort of idea of your demographic. If you're looking at, you know, you've got to make some sort of assumption that if, say, if you're targeting online instructors, that they're going to be sort of maybe 25 plus, maybe an 18-year-old isn't going to be looking at creating right. a course, so you can put it down there. Then we talk about the interests, and so we, we, put, we put in these broad interests, and all of a sudden we've got you know, 11 million people. <laughs> we don't have 11 million people targeted, do we? No. My kind of sweet spot for running ads to an audience that doesn't know who I am or, or my name or my brand, I'll aim anywhere from about 400 to 750,000 for my audience. Some people like 500 to a million. I have never read or seen anybody suggest trying to initially target an audience over a million because it's just too broad. I don't even, uh, really lately, the biggest audience I've initially ran ads to is about 600,000. Cause even at that, I get a little iffy that it might be a, a little too, you know, broad for my message. Uh, and that sort of thing. But on the flip side, if you go too narrow, I've also tested audiences that are only about 8,000. You know, in my mind, I think I have it super, super targeted and that those 8,000 people should be very receptive. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way and your ad costs are a lot more. So if you're running cold traffic to, you know, audience that doesn't know you, Kind of four to seven hundred and fifty thousand, I think, is a is a good place to aim for. And then from there, you want to scale it down. You know, you want to, like you mentioned, uh, age ranges there. So you want to look at your reports, see where most of those clicks came from. If you're running it to twenty five plus, but only people age thirty five to fifty four are interacting, then you know your next ad can be drilled down to. 35 to 54 year olds in the United States and the United Kingdom and that sort of that sort of thing. So that's why initially running ads on Facebook can get expensive because you're having to test all these variables out. But that's why I always recommend somebody just sticking in their main niche or industry or or you know not trying to make online courses for five different subjects and trying to promote them all at the same time when they've never run Facebook ads before. So let's just take your latest uh, courses, Blab and Periscope for, you know, an example, you know, you're looking at people that are into live streaming that are early adopters, most likely uh, into technology and making money online or for themselves. So, you know, you do your market research, you find out, okay, I know really not anybody younger than 30 might be paying money for this kind of content, but let's shoot for 25 and up just to, just to check. So you have to test that. And then from there, you're building those, those custom audiences up. You're looking at your Facebook ads report, which uh, is like watching grass grow. It's not fun. Uh, at all. It's time consuming, but it's something you have to do. So you really know kind of who your, your customer avatar is uh, that you're going to be pitching to. Mm. Yeah, so, and I did exactly, well, 
with that periscope course, and I'm, I'm, I might actually do it with the with the blab course. I reckon the I reckon the blab is going to do better because I, just blab is just absolutely amazing. So mm-hmm. is periscope, but, right? But what? But with with that, I I actually made a lead magnet. So I think it's about a, a sixteen page um, lead magnet on how to use periscope as an online instructor and coach. And if people go to my my website, there's a, a nice little soft opt in for that mm-hmm. particular lead magnet there's also an opt-in page and that's what i that's what i actually did on facebook i set up an ad to that uh the the, the link uh opt-in page for that particular course offering right right and then obviously to to gain the 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 email addresses because the money's in the list and like people hear this all the time (laughs) all the time is because the money's really is in the list and you need to get that email now i know I know Udemy had sort of softened asking for email addresses as long as it's within guidelines. And but I'm just really, you know, I've already had a had a minor run in with with Udemy because I misinterpreted one of their policies. And even though it was my intention to be a good boy and to follow their their policies to the nth degree, my interpretation of my of their policies got me an email from me saying, "Can you just slide that that lecture down to the bottom of your of no, of, of your course?" So I've 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 done that, and and now I've gone through and I've disabled some other things that that were courses that were developed twelve months ago, but now probably aren't in line with their you know, with their policy, and that's a, and that's a big scary thing for Udemy instructors who've got you no know, fifty odd courses, some some done five years ago, have gone through the review process, have been approved, and now they're not compliant it's going to be a big job so so all, all i'm saying is coming back is that udemy if you follow their current guidelines because who knows what they're going to do tomorrow because they seem right. to like to change the rules and this is why i say put udemy in its place it is a cog in a bigger wheel it should not it should never be the big wheel for you because look, tomorrow they can turn around and say you can only sell a course for ten dollars you can't and you know and if you want to play in their playground that's what you can do yeah. If you follow the moment, if you there are there are conditions where you can actually legitimately send them to an opt-in and get an email address. But right. It's, it's very strict. Who it, knows it that is, may change? It is crazy. And I actually feel very fortunate that I kind of became a Udemy instructor kind of late to the game, you know, just last fall, last winter. And it didn't take me very long at all to kind of figure that out. And that's one reason I haven't put any more courses on there yet. It's because if I'm running paid traffic, I want that to be going to my own landing page, my own website, where I'll then host my own training on my own platform and, you know, actually get the value for what my expertise is worth. I like you mentioned, there's still a place for you know some of the content on Udemy, but you really need to think about kind of what your end goal is. If if you're content with you know potentially getting students at nine dollars a pop, then then that's fine. It all just needs to be based on what your end goal is. Obviously, I want to maximize my revenue. I feel like I've got a a fairly unique skill set um, of of the Facebook ads platform, Facebook marketing, and that sort of thing. 
and I know it's worth more than than nine dollars, but you know if if I'm running paid ads to it, that's why if you're only selling a nine dollar course eventually and you're still trying to warm up your audience, you're going to be losing money in the long run if you're not directing that cold audience to your own platform, whether it's uh, I think there's Zippy courses or Fedora or however you host it, it could be even live training where you do, you know, live webinars and people get access to the videos on, on your own platform hosted that way. So really kind of go back to the drawing board, think about what you want to accomplish as an online educator. And if it's maximizing your revenue, which it should be, put some good, almost, almost view Udemy as kind of your lead magnet content, you know, draw them in that way. Yeah. Instead of trying to come up with a crazy, awesome ebook to give away, make a, make an intro free course on Udemy. That's only 45 minutes or an hour. Doesn't take you a lot of time to do that. Draw people in that way. At the end of it, throw in your little slide saying, want more information or want to stay more in touch with this, check out my website here, throw a nice little uh, pop-up on there, capture email address, and now you've got them off the Udemy platform on into your own little world, which is where you're really going to see the biggest return on your investment. Absolutely. I can't agree. That's, no, I can't agree more, Drew. I think that's, um, that's, that's, that's the strategy that, that I'm now adopting for, for future courses that I'm going to use Udemy as a, I've been not say it on, on, a, you, you, is that, is that gaming the system using Udemy as a, as a lead generation? Uh, right. <laughs> but, what I'm, but I think, and I think we're going to see this more and more is that people are going to, and, and please, like we, now we are still talking about delivering value. So, so right. if I'm, if I'm going to, so I know that that course is, is going to you know, always go out on some sort of promo for 10 bucks. Cause that's the way Udemy, Runs these days. I I, I get you no know, sales coming in for, for all these different coupons, all, all, all these different codes, all the time, and it's always ten bucks. So we know that. But make sure you are delivering value, making sure that you are delivering a solution, taking away a pain, and making exactly. sure that you say even delivering like hundred dollars worth of value for that ten bucks. And then, but the, but that they can that it can be an intro course, but you are still leading them to a solution. Then you say if you want an even better solution, or if you want to dig deeper, as your last lecture, send them to as, as Drew said, send them to either uh, another resource, either a, a landing page, and saying, "Okay, now if you want to, if you want to learn more, here's my comprehensive course. It's over on Fedora, and you can get that for one hundred and ninety-seven dollars." And now, then bringing Drew's what, what Drew mentioned earlier on, saying, "Then you can get the course by itself for one hundred and ninety-seven dollars. You can get an hour Skype call with me." plus the course for $297. If you are teaching them a particular skill, like, like how to do research or whatever, you can say, I'll actually do the work for you and, I'll, and, I'll, and I will give you a report of that research for $500. So you can, you can give this Goldilocks pricing. And as we know, with research, people normally take the middle option. So you are going right. to maximise your income. But I said, what worries me with... With, with you to me, and this is probably a, a topic and something to go into to more depth in, a, in a, another episode or by itself, is that people are getting into this 
this this low value mindset. I just want to tell a little story. When I create, when I open up a clinic uh, late last year, I was under it was it was a new clinic in a new area, and I had to build up a clientele. And the owner of the clinic was pressuring, pressuring, pressuring because they wanted money, money, money. Okay, and so so they they were sort of encouraging me to do all these massive discounts. So I'm a very highly skilled therapist, and I was having to give out these these treatments for very very cheap. When I wasn't giving the discount, they you know the clients were coming back, and they were saying they were waiting for the next discount. I had I had effectively created a discount mentality with my clients. I had to close that clinic. I wasn't making any money. They would only come to me if I was massaging at half price. Last month, I opened up a new clinic. Totally different mindset for myself and the owner of that clinic. We said, "You're a specialist. You're not going. You're not going to give your stuff away for free." Now, I was very quiet for the first two weeks. I, I still had clients, but very quiet. Now, this week, I've had more clients. Next week, I'm almost booked out at full price. And the and the and the moral of the story is patience and marketing and doing all those other bits and pieces. And I think what happens, a lot of, a lot of people are just, they're too quick, you know, they, they want to make the money, they you know the ego, and, and maybe it's a confidence thing too, so they, they need to see those sales to get the confidence. And so that's why they're quite happy for all their, their knowledge, like their wealth of knowledge to go out very, very cheap. What, what, what people have got to, to realise is that there are people out there you know, with selling more or even less knowledge and making a lot of money because they've got a totally different mindset. And it's your attitude right. towards it is going to say whether you've got to chase 10,000 people to make $1,000 a month or chase 1,000 people to make $100,000 a month. That's right. a choice. Drew, is right. there anything else that we, uh, that, that we should really be, be, be covering in this how-to um, you know, we, we covered the, the big things, uh, you know, getting a website, getting that Facebook page. Uh, I definitely recommend people, obviously it'd be nice to sign up to my Facebook ads course, but if, if you don't go out there and research a little bit about Facebook advertising before you start dumping money into it, because, uh, I, I like to equate Facebook to the cookie monster, uh, since they're both blue. The cookie monster will eat whatever you put in his mouth, no matter how much or how you know how much or how little money you put in the little Facebook machine, whether you're making anything from it or not, they're going to eat it. So you mm. really need to do your research before you start putting money into Facebook advertising. It still is relatively cheap compared to Google Ads. Um, I've you know, ventured into the pay-per-click Google search engine advertising. And, you know, every time I try, it's just too expensive. So I just keep coming right back to Facebook because it's, you can't target any better. But granted, like we mentioned right from the get-go, people aren't getting on Facebook to buy stuff. They're getting on it to, you know, look at cat and dog videos see what they're, well, they're not getting on there to see what their friends ate for dinner last night, but their friends are showing it to them anyway. Uh, that, that sort of stuff. So you have to be very smart with your message. And that's why telling your story, introducing yourself, giving away value, uh, 
to draw in that that audience. Uh, you know, I'd like to think that the blog posts that I run ads to, which are links on the right there, could help a lot of people out. And I'm not charging anything for that. I like I mentioned, I have opt-ins on there, but I'm not, you know, that's not my main goal from it. I'm just trying to build a rapport with that audience I'm running those ads to. So they view me as the expert in that category, as opposed to, you know, the, the next person. Obviously the end goal is for me to pitch them my training, my expertise, you know, for a price, because, you know, I, I'm not in this just to help Mark Zuckerberg pay for his uh, real estate investments, even though sometimes that's what it, it seems like I'm doing. You know, th- this is what I do for a living. And uh, somebody else mentioned this. I think this is pretty widely known over the Internet. If you're into this kind of stuff as an online educator or making money online from your expertise, you need to treat it as a business and not a not a hobby. If it's just a hobby, then by all means, keep feeding money into the machine. But you really need to have that. This is a business mindset. Do your research, find your target audience, put out the right message and the return on that investment will will follow if you if you do it the right way, like we've been talking about this whole time. Awesome. And you're going to uh, you're going to drop a link to your to your course into the right into the chat. Now. We got it here. There we are right there. So Beautiful. you can pick up my Facebook ads mastery course on Udemy for uh, a whopping $9 since that seems to be the magic number. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that you'll get a ton, ton from it. Uh, and I'm answering questions. I love it whenever I get questions. Uh, I was an endurance sports coach for 10 years. I come from a family of teachers. So it's it's just in my DNA to to help people. So get in there, check out the content, be engaged, ask me questions. I'm more than happy to help. It's awesome. Thanks, Drew, and thank you for your for your time. Now we're going to um, open up. We're going we're going to keep this still on the record, but the official podcast interview has come to a close. But I am going to open up the seat. So if anybody wants to pop in and have some one-on-one coaching with, with Drew and have any questions. Uh, I did see questions that said, I'm on my phone and I see one question and then another thing comes through, just scrolls away. But I I did oh, see... Um, I see... I've got somebody coming in. And then I, I see Alex sent us a, a, a question over there. Alex, oh, there Alex, he is. Alex is actually Hi. coming into the room. Alex, how are you hey, doing? Good, good, good. How's it going? It's been interesting. Good. Thank you. I, I see your question over there. Um, it's a very intriguing one. Yeah, I, can, I don't know if I can clarify it. I don't think I phrased it the right way. But, um, you know, I, I guess uh, from many marketers like I, the big hesitation with Facebook is that um, a few experiments that we've run is, um, you know, you, you sort of uh, – target geographically let's say you're targeting the uh the state of new york and -hmm. then when you go to your google analytics you see kind of the visitation all over the world so either it's it's fake traffic or everybody is on a (laughs) on a vpn or something like that 
So what is your stance? What do you know about that? How, what has been your experience? I'd just be interested in listening to. Um, I, I kind of question that myself sometimes, but I think from what I've seen personally, most of it is proper, mainly because uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm very kind of OCD when it comes to my ads. So I'm constantly looking at them, uh, not every time, but a lot of times I'm clicking on the, the person's profile that's liked my post or engaged with it. I'm, you know, looking at where they're at. I'm actually going down their page and checking out their likes to see what interest they have to make sure they're actually in my target audience. And I will say nine times out of 10, that holds true. Um, I've actually got away from kind of double checking my Google analytics and cross-referencing with my Facebook ads because uh, with all the, the darn refer spam and bots and stuff that are clogging up Google Analytics these days, it's almost like I don't know who to trust. Who's telling the truth? <laughs> you, you know, so <laughs> I really dive deep into kind of my, my Facebook ads report. And, and I actually use a product called Ad Espresso mm. to run my Facebook ads. And they've got some a lot some cleaner reporting than what Facebook does. Sometimes it's a little easier to navigate, uh, but I will admit there's some clicks and stuff that I get some likes that I'm like, where the heck did that come from? Mm. Uh, what I have found in the past is that I would get a lot more of that kind of stuff when I would run just light campaigns, as opposed to uh, click to website campaigns, which I don't actually do light campaigns anymore because I, oh. I, I just have not seen the the return on those. I've uh, the bigger return on the investment. I think are your click to websites ads, because if somebody likes your page from your click to website ad, that means they were engaged in that content, right? Um, you know, as opposed to them just you know thinking that your little thumbnail looks looks cool, so they're going to like your page because Facebook told them to to like your page. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, and that was actually my next question was, uh, do you see any validity in the like campaigns? Because I, and, and I, I'm, I'm with you in terms of the ROI, it becomes very tricky. But um, I've heard from other people that say that the like campaigns are good for kind of experimenting a, a an audience, right? Experimenting with with uh, content directed towards a type of targeting, and then you can do it a lot cheap, a lot, a lot cheaper than if you just run a a, a, um, a, a you know click to website. Um, you can just kind of test that audience out how they respond to your content, and then you can direct the uh, the click to websites. Uh, obviously, you're paying more as a whole for the campaign, but I'd, I'd right. love to hear your thoughts on that. Um. You know, I would almost place that one in the, it almost depends on what niche somebody's in mm, that's category, uh, you know, cause that, that one is, is tricky. You know, I used to uh, kind of almost embarrassed to admit this, but I, a couple last year I was into uh, selling t-shirts on Teespring, which it seems like 99% of Facebook does now. <laughs> uh, but the whole theory with me capturing an audience was making a random Facebook page that was labeled to that niche I was targeting. And I would do that. I would run some like campaigns or I would uh, do just a page post engagement with a shirt or something to even see if that audience interacted with that design mm. before I started running clicked to website ads to it to try to get people to buy that shirt. Mm. Um, 
type of thing, you know, if, and that's why it's kind of tricky with light campaigns. Cause now the, you know, the audience I'm going after, I'm eventually hoping that they're going to pay me $300 for a six week live training with me to right. walk them through email and Facebook marketing. Uh, you know, that doesn't really benefit my end goal to just run a light campaign and hope that down the road, they might pay me $300 for six weeks of training with me. Yeah. I, I, I know I, I feel like I kind of skirted your question, but oh, no. it, it almost needs to kind of be in the contest of the market you're eventually trying to monetize from. No, I think it's a great answer. And, and, uh, and maybe to add to that, um, what my hesitation has been is that a person that clicks on a like, um, just it, 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 I guess that tactic seems to assume that just because a person clicks on a like, it's analogous to clicking to a website. And to me, there's just completely different mindsets. It, it, exactly. Well, that they're m- different mindsets, and Facebook knows that, so they're delivering those ads to people that have proven themselves to be likers mm-hmm. on on Facebook, right? Uh, you know if you're running a clicks to website ad, they're delivering those to people that have shown the most likelihood to actually click on a link or click on that photo to go to your website. Same goes for, you know, conversion pixels, or if you run a conversion ad, now you, you need to have a, at least 25 to 50 conversions already for Facebook to really optimize that ad set properly. Right. But those are the type of buckets Facebook is putting us all into. Right. Um, I, I like to trick them and I, I like everything and I click on, I click on websites that way. Facebook's confused about the type of person I am. Um, but, uh, y- you know, and that's, that's why in my experience, the light campaigns just haven't had very much return or, you know, in engagement, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the post, because basically they're scrolling through their newsfeed. Facebook says, we think you might like this page, click the like button. There's no content there to draw them in. Maybe mm-hmm. if there was a like campaign that was based off of a little snippet of your content, then that might be a different story. Right. Right. That's a great answer. All right. Well, I'm going to hop off. I'm going to, I'll keep listening. I'm just kind of working listening sure. to you guys on another desktop, but thank you very much. Thanks, great thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. Popping in. Okay, do we have any more questions either in the question bar or somebody can pop into the pop into the seat? Love to uh, love to talk to you, and it's good to uh, take advantage of, of Drew's um, expertise as well. And also, Drew, before we before we go, maybe we're just sort of waiting to see whether anybody else wants to pop on with a question. Talking about promotions and. And building it because at, at the end, okay. Do you want to um, yeah. answer that? Answer that hey, hey, Mac, how's it going? Thanks for that question. Um, I think they were. I I think it's a great concept. I think it's even better uh, once I actually get access to them. Uh, do you do you have access to the lead generation ad capability, Mac? Oh, you lucky, lucky gentleman. Um, I'm, I'm jealous. So for those of you that are, that are listening that aren't familiar, uh, Facebook likes to rule, uh, 
kind of come out with new things from time to time. Unfortunately, they don't always release it to everybody at once. So what Mac is referring to is now some people have the ability to run uh, lead generation ads, which basically means Facebook is optimizing them for people that are likely to, you know, give up their information to, you know, the, the person requesting it. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have access to them yet, Mac, uh, or I would be testing them like crazy. Uh, another thing that just came out recently, uh, most of you probably know Facebook owns Instagram and the Instagram ads platform just got opened up to a lot more people. Again, I don't have access to that yet, but I have some friends that do. Uh, that's something else you should start seeing shortly. Uh, and you know what, Matt, good point. I don't, I run most of my ads from Ad Espresso. So obviously, Number one on my list of things to do, I'm going to write this down, I promise, is check Power Editor to see if I have access to lead generation ads. And then after that, if I do, I'm going to be hollering at the guys at Ad Espresso to give me access to those. So sorry, I can't answer your question. Um, but if you do have access to them, I would be testing them for sure. I, I don't know if I'd put a lot of money into it uh, because... I don't know if they interact like um, conversion ads do. So if you're running a straight up conversion ad, your daily limit needs to be higher than if you're running a clicks to website ad to give Facebook kind of the leeway to go out there and find your audience. Um, from what I've read with the lead generation ads, you almost have to kind of treat them like those conversion pixel ads and even though it's kind of scary setting your daily budget at, say, $50 for one ad, most most of the times it's not going to spend that much because there's not as many people out there willing to just give you their information. So that one's still kind of in limbo. Uh, the other ad set that does real well these days is uh, video, video ads. Um, I use video ads for some opt-ins to a warm audience. I'll sh throw in a little short video that basically says, here's your problem. Here's my answer to your problem. Click here and I'll provide you the solution. Uh, so that's, that's another, another method. So Mac, thanks for asking. Sorry. I can't uh, answer your question though. Fantastic stuff. Great stuff. Is there anybody else who's got a question or wants to jump into that seat? You're more than welcome. We're open to general Q&A now. And that's a great point too, Drew, about the the, the solution. I've, I've just been watching a lot of uh, even pagan stuff. And uh, he talks about you know, there's, there's, there's two types of, of content or, or two, you know, there's, there's solutions and there's suggestions. Mm -hmm. And he said that the uh, so-called experts and, and, and topic experts, everything else, will give you a lot of suggestions because that's what they think you want to hear. But people want solutions, and they don't necessarily need to get them from an expert. They just need if some if somebody knows how to take away their pain, how to fix a problem, they will you know, take that that solution and and, and appreciate it. You'll actually be. You know, 
serving information that they need, not what you think they need. And that's, and that, that's a big thing for us as online course creators or any, any content creation that we do. We should also always bear in mind it's not what we want to teach and it's not what we think people right. may want. We have to listen to the people and, and research our, our audience, create our avatar and look at their problems and then come up with that, that golden solution and take away their pain. Yeah, it, exactly. And I mean, I know at the beginning of our conversation, we definitely talked about how people don't get on Facebook to be sold stuff. Um, but if your message is right, you're, you're going to grab their attention and it's going to trigger them to stop and maybe click on your post to read it, read it further. Uh, you know, if you, let's see, I'm going to throw, I, I threw this link in there earlier, but I'm going to throw it in again. If somebody goes to that blog post and sees the very first image on that blog post, I'm actually using that image in an ad right now. And what that does is I, I've directly related the photo and, and spoiler, spoiler alert for anybody that doesn't click it. It's a picture of a crying baby. Um, so people on Facebook just anytime this, you see a baby on Facebook, you have to stop and check it out because it's a baby. So I have a picture of a, of a crying uh, baby and my ad message is, does marketing on Facebook make you feel like this? And so far it's got great engagement because people are scrolling through their news feeds and I know what I write above that image isn't catching their attention but that picture of that baby sure is and they're stopping and they're seeing, okay, what's, what's this guy got to say? And I have my little spiel and hopefully it's good enough that they then actually click on it and go to my website. But those are the kind of things you have to think about when you, you know, you're putting an ad out there, uh, you know, so going back to your blab or periscope courses, it might even be a, a picture of you, you know, holding your phone, doing a, a periscope or something with a little overlay, something like that. Uh, eyeballs catch people's attentions. Uh, if, if you're looking straight into the camera and that's your your ad, people scrolling through their news feed can't help but stop. It's it's a it's a psychological thing. There's a lot of psychology that goes into marketing and advertising. It's a proven fact. People see eyeballs looking at them. They're going to stop and look at them as well. Uh, and then if your first thing is actually asking them a question, they're going to be intrigued. As people stop, they see a question and they're like, huh, okay, let me read a little more. So those are the types of things you have to be thinking about when you're, you know, marking on Facebook and running your ads. You have to get super creative with them. For a long time, I would never use a baby in a in a post because I was like, oh, I'm not going to stoop to that level. Well, guess what? I've stooped to that level and it, it, it works. Okay. Beautiful. That's I Do what works. Do what works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So just very quickly, and I've actually – I'm actually been holding this phone as still as I possibly can. And that's why I probably look a little bit different. I've been holding this phone now for, for over an hour because, yep. as I said, my son's MacBook decided to, to misbehave. So I've actually got the MacBook here controlling con the, uh, 
the recording. And I also managed to drop some links in there to my website. Heaps of free information, guys, at ecoursedomination.com if you're interested in online course creation. We don't we don't focus just on Udemy. So Udemy is just a cog in the wheel. We look at everything and also how to use online courses or online education to uh, to market. So if you if you've got a product, a really good way to market your product is to actually create a, a small course on how to use that product. And so look, there's there's different ways to use uh, online courses or online education. Just check out eCourse Domination. Heaps of free stuff there. Plus all the all the past episodes of the podcast, plus a, a nice little $9 coupon there to my latest course offering on, on Blab. Um, okay, any more questions? I know we're coming up to, we've been going for an hour and a half, even though we had 15 minutes for me trying to uh, work technology here. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to next week, guys. I'm, I'm getting a custom-built computer. It's, uh, it's, it's costing me an arm and a leg, but between doing regular blabbing and... Uh, and, and online course creation, I need the I need the computer, so it's a, it's a doozy, and I'm taking delivery on on Tuesday. It's not a laptop; it's a it's a big desktop grunty <laughs> tower, and uh, I'm I'm really really looking forward to be able to bring some quality and not sort of sitting with a phone and, and trying to get the framing right and worrying and worrying about wide en- angle lenses and everything else. <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, actually, Jody, who's in the she she was actually. Uh, an ex housemate of mine, and she was there when I was recording my very first course on, on strapping and taping, and she knew the challenges that I was going through when I was trying to do that course. So yes, it is about time I got a new computer. It's only been twelve months. I'm, I'm very patient. Okay, <laughs> thank you guys. I think I think that's about about it. We've got we've got no more questions coming through. Once again, Drew, thank you very very much for your time. This is no, this is no. Thanks for having important me. Important for us. As online instructors, we've got to be we've got to be marketers, don't we? We've, we've got to be able to promote ourselves. It's, it's one thing creating this content, but if nobody knows it, it exists or knows where to find it, then it's just going to gather dust. So you can you can have a wonderful information, but you know, unless you know how to get it out there to the world, it's just going to do nothing. So Drew, brilliant! Thank you so much for your time. And and this and this is take two. We tried this once before. Yep. The good thing is there was instruction in the background today. It's Saturday, so. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Drew. Some very interesting information. Guys, please go and give us a try. Put us into action because you will start to see results. Thanks a lot, Tim. I appreciate it. This was cool. Absolutely. We must do it again sometime. Thank you, everybody, as well, for coming onto the you know, onto the blab, participating, asking your questions, and jumping in the hot seat. Appreciate it. It's always fun. And uh, we'll see you in the blab real soon. I hope you found that interview really informative and we've got to be able to advertise our courses to make more money, but we've got to be able to do it right so we don't blow money, so we don't throw money down the drain by not targeting correctly and everything else. So Drew shared so much knowledge there and so much experience that by following that, we should be able to effectively market to an audience that wants our course. Now, all the links that, that Drew talked about that he was dropping into the comment bar are in the show notes. So that, so the full show notes, all those links, the links to his course, uh, other special offers will all be found in the show notes. And that's at ecoursedomination.com forward slash 24. That's numbers two and four. If you like this podcast and you find it useful, please 
I'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to pop over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave an honest rating and review. Not only does the rating and review make me feel good and let me know that I'm bringing you what you want, but it also helps the show get found by others. And the more people who find the show, the more people we can help. Once again, I do know that we live in a busy world and we have lots of options. There are so many things that take our attention. So when you take the time to listen to my podcast, I do truly and honestly appreciate that. You are appreciated and I truly hope that you do get great value and that I am helping you along your path to successful online course creation and marketing. And until next time, take care. Mm -hmm.